Kanban on the air. Thanks for tuning in to Instagram Growth Podcast. We love having you here and it's our mission to bring you all of the latest and greatest tips, skills and know-how to make you the best Instagram marketer that you can be. We know that you have it in you and we are going to show you how. Now, let's get started. Welcome to episode 17th of Instagram Growth Podcast. My name is Anne, and today I'm joined by my guest, Keith Stackler. Keith is the VP of Digital of MKTG, and his work encompasses web and app development, influencer marketing, content development and video production, talent relationships, social listening, and insights. Hey, Keith, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you for having me. Okay, so before we start discussing our today's topic, tell me and my audience, please, more about yourself. So what is your area of expertise and how long are you in that business? What is this MKTG and so on? Of course, yes. So I've, I've worked in ad agencies my whole career. This is my 15th year in the business. And um, the last four or five, I've focused in sports and entertainment. But prior to that... Um, have worked on packaged goods and um, things with uh, engines, automotive, and I've, I've had a pretty wide um, swath of, of experience. But the last handful of years at MKTG, which is a uh, experiential um, agency, so we put on live events in sports and entertainment, and my team was built probably five years ago focused in digital and social. So we do the digital, the social, the video components of um, live events. So a lot of talent, a lot of sports, a lot of entertainment, and then translating that into uh, digital and social properties. Okay. And how close are your today's duties to social media marketing? How close am I to social media marketing? Yeah. Uh, very close. I would say I started um, when social started is when I really picked it up. I, I bought the first um, iPad as digital was, was really taking shape. And then when social was taking shape, I was working on Facebook campaigns um, shortly after Facebook was only restricted to college students. And brands at that time were really creating um, websites within Facebook. So I was working on it from the beginning when it was the Wild West and no rules. And if anyone tells you differently, they're lying. But it was a <laughs> lot of fun. Okay. And how is your business nowadays affected by this coronavirus outbreak? Do you feel some kind of crisis? <laughs> well, I hope I, I don't, I don't want to use the word crisis, but, but, <laughs> but, you know, we're in a live event space and, and there are less uh, live events happening. Um, however, on my side of the business in digital and social, we can still stay busy and we have been staying busy and, um, we've been trying to figure out how to just adapt to what's going on. But, um, you know, for something like we would typically go on video production shoots um, in person and we travel a lot. We've had to do virtual shoots um, where we may have one person who's local to the area be there on site. We're directing everything through a video chat like we're communicating right now. And we're seeing that it's it's certainly possible to do. And in many ways, it's not any less um, great of an output than if we were there in person, which is a bit shocking. Um, I do think a lot is going to change after uh, coronavirus is over and the ways we work will we'll probably continue to do a lot of the things that we're doing now. I think these virtual shoots are, are working in some ways and we'll probably continue to incorporate them. 
Did you try some new things to add to your social media strategy? For our brands, yes.、Um, so we work a lot, like I said, in sports. And if and if we if there are no games or there aren't things happening, we've been trying to keep fans and consumers engaged. So we've we're in the middle of a of a development of a game, so people can play that on their phone and and stay busy and feel like they're engaging in in the sport、um, without seeing it live. We've been taking talent or athletes who are like you and I. I mean, we we say all the time, athletes are human; they're just like us. But right now, they are. They're they are at home. They are in quarantine, and they're doing the same things we're doing. So, we're having them film messages and videos on their own in their homes. And so, yeah, we've been trying to think of different things to do to stay busy and also make sure that we're achieving brand objectives in the social space. Yeah, I think it's actually one of the benefits of the lockdown because people now try something new. They try to widen their limits and find something that they've never tried before. And did you have to make some changes in your social media strategy on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn? I mean,、um, nowadays I notice more and more people go live, so they try to spend and to organize some live events like webinars, just going live on Instagram, or just producing this kind of webcasts, podcasts, and so on. So, what about your social media strategy? Is there some really critical change? Not for our brands.、Um, we have not really had them go live. There, there have been some recorded, like I said, some recorded messages. But I, as a consumer, have of course seen、um, the influx in live, and, and I said the bar was very low for content. Where prior to Corona, people would go live on Instagram. I think a lot of people ignored it, and now during Corona and the, and the quarantine lockdown, when people see that notification of somebody's live. They're more likely to check it out. I think they they either have less going on, or there's less, um, um, you know,、um, there's less happening in their life to to serve as as consuming that time, and they're more open to、um, check it out. Competition. See, that's what I was. That's the word I was looking for. There's less competition、um, in in their day right now. So I think people are are more. Easily、um, into checking out this kind of content, but you know me personally, I've I've done more podcasts like this. I've started my own podcast, so I'm trying to stay busy. Oh, congratulations! Well, thank you. It's、um, <laughs> just released episode two, so it's very much in its infancy. But yes, we are we are trying to stay creative and stay busy. Okay, now let's speak about the startups. The coronavirus pandemic is probably affecting businesses globally, but I think that it is affecting startups particularly hard, and it is an especially strange and scary time to be an entrepreneur. So, if you were just starting out on Instagram or on any other social network, what do you think would be your hardest challenge right now? What should we pick an industry? I mean, what? What what do we do? What do we make? Are, are we retail? Are we restaurants? Like, what should we talk about? Well, let's speak about digital marketing, social、okay. media agency, kind of this. Understood. All right. So I would always say, especially in in this case, but what I always say to clients are, you don't have to be everywhere. So if if you do feel like your story is best told on Instagram, for this example, that's great. I would certainly put、um, effort into it, and as you said, there's live, there's all these components within Instagram that people can utilize. So it's not just the grid or your profile. It's you know how are we using、um, audio in a way that can be brought into Instagram? How is that working for a story? Like how do we tell our brands 
message. And certainly right now, you know, Google helps with when you Google a business, is it open? Are the, are the hours a little bit different given coronavirus? But um, people are trying to make sure that you are still open, that you are following some type of procedure, that you are either doing curbside delivery or takeout or, or anything that makes it more convenient for them to continue to shop and do business with you. And the best place to do that, um, or one of the best places to communicate that is in social as people are looking you up. Have you posted recently? Are you posting about some of the precautions and steps that you're taking? And are you keeping your business profile updated? All of these things consumers want to know about. Yeah. Keith, I'm sure that throughout your career, you had kind of difficulties, maybe failures. So how did you try to make it through? Maybe you have some brand or some personal secrets to overcome kind of crisis similar to what is happening right now. Yeah, I wish I did. I, I wish we all had the blueprint of how to manage <laughs> coronavirus. I think, look, I think a lot of the um, examples or issues are really, they, they stem sometimes from communication. They stem from not being um, upfront about what may or may not work or isn't working or expectations. And, you know, we in our business, we talk a lot about key, uh, key performance indicators or KPIs. And a lot of people don't understand the difference between a KPI, an insight, and a data point, I think you have to be very specific. What are you looking to achieve ultimately? Like if we do nothing, what is the one thing we must do? That's your KPI in my book. And I think a lot of um, times that something may have not gone well could have been just misconstrued that what I thought was success is not what you thought was success. So we have to get that out in the open and, and communicate. I think Now more than ever, we have to communicate and be upfront about what's possible, what we could do. Let's try it. I've always been very inspired by digital and social because if something doesn't work or something doesn't look right, you can delete it, remove it, try again. It used to be, you know, we spent a lot of time. I started my career when we were still doing a lot of TV and print. And so if that TV campaign went to the networks, you'd have to re-edit something and resubmit it to the networks so they could run it. And if it was a print ad, whether it was a magazine or a newspaper, that went out and that was done. If there was a typo or a mistake, I mean, you, you, were, in, you were in trouble. Um, with digital and social, that's not the case. You can delete things. So I hope that that is empowering people and people are less scared about jumping in because if something doesn't work, you can just get rid of it and try again. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And what do you think about startups? So what uh, things should startups focus on the most right now? What should be their primary goal? On my webinars, uh, I often hear from my audience that, oh, it's time of coronavirus. I chose the wrong time. Now my startup is not going to work. So, so some of them want just to stop and give it at all. Someone wants to proceed, but not with the same, um, so to say, not with not in the same um, measure like they wanted to do. So what do you think they should do? What would be your advice to startups? I, I've read a lot about um, how startups start in times during like this and economic crisis or downturns in the economy. And um, in some ways, it's a bit more empowering because especially right now, I mean, We're all at home. I was I was just researching, you know, I, I don't know how things are where you are, but 
Um, a lot of what's going on here is is curbside delivery. You don't go into a store. They come out and they give you the, the good or the item. And what happens is you have to communicate with them via um, a phone call. Hi, I'm here. I am outside. My car is red and I have my hazard lights on, whatever it is. But yeah, there's nothing here. Okay. There, there's an app that has come out to do that process with you. So you register your vehicle. When you go to the business or restaurant or whatever it is, you say, I'm here, just like a, an Uber driver might do, same type of functionality and technology in that they're mapping where you are and, and you say you're here. The restaurant or the, the business gets an alert that, hi, Keith is here, my car is red, and this is what to look for. Now, I've, I've gotten rid of the phone conversation, and this is an app on the consumer side and the business side. So this is something that just popped up. I can't say definitively it was started during coronavirus, but certainly right now it is uh, very impactful given our time. So right now is a perfect time to be figuring out um, what's not working, what could be better, and as an entrepreneur, how can you fix it? I think now is perfect for that. Many people are complaining, but I'm sure that still there are some benefits of coronavirus outbreaks. So what from your point of view, are some possible advantages for businesses during coronavirus, for startups, and for businesses like veterans? I, th I would say think about the immense tech adoption many people have had to have over the last two or three months, however long quarantine has been going on, where, where wherever your listeners are, or where you're listening to this. But um, Video chats where, you know, people like you and I who haven't done it very often have gotten to have needed to get used to it and have it be a daily occurrence. People who um, have to order grocery delivery now due to necessity, not because they frankly wanted to. There there's a lot of hurdles that that consumers have gotten over in the last two or three months. So now is a great opportunity to to really harness that and say, let's not go back. Um, how can we incorporate video and how we work day to day once everything's back to normal or what's not working. I mean, think about uh, all the backlash that Zoom got. I mean, Zoom was on such a um, high uptick once all of the quarantining started and, and they even admitted we weren't set up for this. And now we have an influx of all these people using our product and there's all these issues and bugs and things that people have found out. So I would capitalize on and I would, I would, um, I would bet on how life is not going to go back to where it was before Corona. This is, I know everyone says the new normal and I hate that too, but there are things that we are doing as consumers that we've been conditioned now and we're not going back. And if you can build a product or build a solution on top of the behaviors that we're doing right now, you'll be in a far better place. Yeah, new normal and new reality, I think it's a kind of benefit too, because startups and businesses that hope to get around done immensely, praying that this goes away soon and thinking that the world will be the same, they just need to realize that this is a new reality. Yeah. And this is exactly one of the coolest things about coronavirus, I think, because those businesses that realize um the thing that the new reality comes, they will be kind of founders that will be the ones who create new rules, new standards, new practices, and founders who can escape the noise and capitalize on the needs of a new world order will build great companies and great profit. I agree with you. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. And what do you think about discounts? Is it a right thing to do for a startup now? Um, Depends. I think there's a lot of things that would need to go into that. But 
Yes, I would say if it helps people try your product out. I mean, I just bought something this morning, coincidentally enough. It's not a startup, but um, they gave me 10% off just for setting up an account. Like, let's just make an account. And at that point, they have my full name, my email address, my shipping address since I bought something from them. But what that's doing is it's allowing them to have more of a direct communication with me. They're probably going to put me on an email and a newsletter now. Um, they know how to reach me through physical mail and they know my full name and what I ordered. So you can start to build a profile. So there is a, a good argument to say, yes, offer a discount if there is some type of incentive or um, positive for you, the product or the business. Am I getting somebody's personal information so I can market to them thereafter? Probably a good idea to offer a discount. Okay, thank you very much for this interview. So tell me, please, how can my listeners learn more about your services? So how can they stay connected to you online? Sure. Uh, I spend a lot of time on Twitter, and my, my handle there is Keith S. So hopefully pretty easy for people to follow me. Um, and you can also check out the new podcast I was talking about. That's we need to be doing that.com. Okay, I'll put all the links needed to the description of episode. So, Keith, what message would you like to leave my audience with? I would say if they're consuming your content, then they're already doing something great. I think stay busy, stay consuming content that you think will help you uh, now and coming out of the coronavirus. And I'm glad to see people uh, producing new content and consuming content because that's exactly what I do for for my day-to-day -day job. And, and I, I hope that people continue to do that. So stay hungry and stay optimistic. We will all get through this and be better for it. Thank you very much for coming and thank you for valuable invoice. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. This is a podcast sponsored by Combin.com. Grow and manage your Instagram safely and organically with Combin Growth and Combin Scheduler. Instagram promotion is easy. Combin.com.